0: Welcome to the Play Radio Station today. I have a very, very important guest to bring to you today. It's the top of the hour, and I can't wait. I can't wait to show you exactly what I mean. And as we call her now, let's see what happens. I'm excited. We've been trying to talk for a while now. Hey. How are you? How do I? I'm good. Can you hear me okay on the headphones? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. I have everything going perfectly on my end. We are live right now, and I'm excited for this episode. I didn't see this coming this quick. Me neither. But that's how Higher Power works this been. Yes, yes. So for people who are listening to you right now and they're trying to figure out who is she please you know introduce yourself and let us know more about you
1: absolutely my name is mccall and i just recently started my first podcast it's called unboxing god and it is a journey through my exploration, my personal journey, through getting to know who God is to me outside of the box that religions put God into. Um, I have journeyed through many different religious studies and places of worship, and in all of them I found something that adds to my personal knowledge of a higher power. But I've never been, my soul's never been fully quenched with just one religion. So my higher power is more of kind of an amalgamation of all these different gods I've learned about and qualities of those gods. And looks a lot like a Mr. Potato Head (laughs) with qualities of Jesus and Buddha and Krishna and of different that I have found comfort in. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it's my first foray into the world of podcasting, so it's been really interesting and um, at times very uncomfortable and all the time very vulnerable, mm. and
2: I am loving it and I'm growing from it.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. I have also heard your podcast. I was actually tuned into your latest episode yesterday and there's some amazing pointers that I didn't even know about. For example, when you talked about Mozart and musical therapy using a D major chord, it sounds it sounds like science, but it's reality.
1: Well, that's what fascinates me about spirituality, is I don't think that spirituality and science are in any conflict. In fact, one of my favorite uh, thinkers is named Richard Feynman. He won the Nobel Prize. Uh, He did a lot of work in physics and um, quantum physics, specifically. And he made a comment when I was a little girl that I saw on an interview where he says that God resides in the mystery for him. That as a scientist, he loves solving things and finding answers, but that really God is in the mystery part. And so I don't think they they conflict. I think science actually serves to prove that a God of my understanding does exist in this world with me.
0: I think so, too. I think um, for me, I have a very, very strong foundation on spirituality because I grew up in a home that had both pastors, missionaries. And I really learned a lot about, you know, God and, you know, the whole religion of Christianity. But the older you get, the more you want to know more and the less you find out. But the more you still um understand if that makes sense. So absolutely I, I
2: the more ha- we learn the more we realize we don't know.
0: Exactly, exactly. So that that's exactly what puts me in that paradigm shift because I know what speaks to me and I know how it feels like because I'm a true believer of Jesus, you know, and there's so many other religions and I have friends from all over and You don't have any reason to discriminate because God knows He's the all supreme being, so He knows why we are all different, like this. But because you are in one religion, doesn't mean you condemn the other or condone the other. It's more of you knowing what the true value of your Christianity or what your spirituality is and tapping into that source. Because, like you said in the beginning, you weren't sure, like it was more of you know, getting used to all this different deities, but there is, for me, from what I've seen, from what I've experienced, from what I know, from what I've seen in my own life, literally as a baby, I know that there is a specific deity, which is God, you know, and then you have the whole Trinity and you know that when you look into the Bible, you hear stories and see things that happened and, people just seeing, Oh, the Bible is just about stories. But when you think about the actual stories that happen in real life in the Bible, it's like, it takes a whole different turn. And then when you use different versions, it's when it makes more sense. So I've been able to coin that around my life and govern it for the days that I live, because it helps me to become a better person You know, when you pray every morning, when you have faith, when you're doing things the right way, when your conscience is completely, completely, 100 percent in tune with what your inner man is telling you, because you wouldn't do something that you're not used to, you know. So I want to also know how you treat that when you're dealing with all this stuff. But at the same time, what gives you your perfect peace? Because that's what counts at the end of the day.
1: Well, before I talk about my perfect peace I just want to say I love the Bible I know the Bible pretty well I've studied the Bible in more than one language And from more than one teacher And The Bible really helped me get to know Jesus As one part of God But even in Christianity The belief in God Is that that is just a fingertip of God That came to earth as a man And there's so much more to the God of creation than Jesus has explained to me Um, when the earth was created it says they created the earth it wasn't just Jesus it was in Christianity a threesome right it was God
0: and
1: the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit and God aren't well defined from scripture from Christi- Christian scripture my understanding of the Holy Spirit through Christianity is that you get the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit used to alight on people right temporarily but that once you claim faith in Jesus that you get the Holy Spirit inside of you and that you have a direct connection of God through God to God right right so my exploration is that direct contact Um, Not specifically with Jesus, and not leaving Jesus entirely out of the picture, but how do I know the God of creation outside of the physical form and man? Because salvation isn't about the afterlife for me. It's about living today in, as you called it, my perfect peace.
2: Exactly. Uh, I
1: have lived through what... I thought was hell on earth for much of my life. I grew up as an only child of a single mother who was an alcoholic and she has a disease. She's like people with cancer or Alzheimer's. And she battled that demon her entire life and is still battling it. And through well over sixty detoxes throughout my life. The first time she went into rehab I was seven, maybe eight years old. And It put me in a space where I felt very alone and very scared, unwanted, and unloved. So accepting any kind of higher powers love, when I didn't feel like I had gotten it from my mom, was very hard to understand as well as recognize what is real love. And I, for much of my life, sought that love outside of myself through Situations or people or jobs or religions. And I didn't find true fulfillment. I found temporary relief, but not true fulfillment until I thought the God within me and allowed God to work through me. And the way that I do that is I think about where my feet are in the present moment, kind of a mindfulness. Where am I right now? Don't try to run from it, pause and look at it. Observe it and accept it. The way I do that is keeping my head where my feet are, keeping my head in the present tense, not worrying about what if this happens in the future, or I wish this in my past had been different. If I had this had happened, then I could handle it. But staying right where I am, keeping my head above my feet, And then the most important thing is that I keep my heart firmly in between. And in most spiritual ideas, kundalini or whatever, yoga, they talk about alignment. And I believe that when I am aligned, that is when my higher power can work through me. I don't think I can lead like God can, but I do believe that I can open up to God in a way that I reflect him and he or she sometimes I think maybe it's a feminine force that's at work mm.
2: and
1: that's another thing that Christianity really leaves out of the discussion is the divine feminine you know I've read a lot of theses about the, the Holy Spirit actually being the feminine and that has not come across in the teachings of Christianity that I've gotten from regular churches Day, but this idea of being in alignment so that some higher force can work through me and guide me, as well as polishing my own soul, looking and reflecting on my own defects and characteristics that don't serve relationships with others or my higher power, and allowing those to fall away so that I can be a clean slate and just like... A clean, clear, unblemished piece of metal reflects the sun. I believe that my soul can reflect that of my Creator. Yeah. But it takes work on my part and acknowledgement of God's presence in my life.
0: Definitely. And that's when people get to see who you are because they can see through you because you show something. Like, you can't give what you don't have.
1: For me, a lot of it comes down to pride. The, the defect I wrestle most with is pride, both both sides of pride. Thinking I am different than other people. Period. Worse than or better than. Thinking that other children of God are different from me and that I am in some way terminally unique it keeps me from relationships with other people as well as my higher power. And clearing that that base for wisdom giving my pride to God and honoring God with everything good and bad that happens so that I don't take credit for it yeah I don't take the blame and the shame or the credit so that it's not my ego that's being that if somebody says oh McCall you look great is it because I put makeup on it and put extra work in it or is it because my god created me great and i am reflecting god and that's what they're seeing it's easier for me to keep my hands clean and say it's because of god then my pride and my ego don't get involved i worship god through other people's appreciation of me i give it over to god then i don't have the responsibility or the blame or the shame or the pride
2: or any of
0: it right that's a great concept to think about because if you're in that position, if you also translate that into a real life situation too, in probably in another case where you're like the middleman and all you're doing is sending information and receiving information, you are not really the problem. You are just the source that takes in everything. And that source starts to change because it forms you because what you hear, what you say, all those things. And if it's happening on a vicious cycle kind of format, Every single time you will be able to understand that this is what I carry. This is what I believe. And if I don't believe in it, then I wouldn't be doing it in the first place.
1: Yeah, I want to get out of God's way. I think I am God's stumbling block because of my pride and my ego. And if I get out of God's way, I can I can be used for the best. Right? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want to think that I am either the solution or the problem. I'm a huge perfectionist. And my whole life I've struggled with this desire for anything I do to be right and perfect. Because it goes back to that terminal, unique ego, right? Right. If I'm going to do it, if it's worthy of my time, then I want it to be the best. And that perfectionism makes me procrastinate like I put things off so that I can think about them a little bit more and make them a little bit better them a little bit more right Mm. but that procrastination leads to paralysis on my part because if a deadline's coming and I'm still procrastinating all of a sudden I'm paralyzed right right
2: because
1: it's all ego it's all coming through uh, from McCall instead of through me instead of releasing me and letting something so much bigger than me work through me.
2: Exactly. I get in
1: his way. I really do. And then it all for me comes down to ego. My ego fights with God.
0: Tell me more about that.
1: Well, I just... Even just my brain and wanting understanding. I work a 12-step program for a family and friends of alcoholics. And in step 11, in any 12-step program as far as I know, step 11 is about conscious contact with the God of our understanding and praying only for knowledge of His will and the power to carry that out. Mm. And my ego thinks that I require understanding in order to have knowledge. Mm. Right? If my husband says, McCall deposit $200 into the bank, into the joint account. I have knowledge that he wants $200, but I don't understand why. And therefore, I am a lot less likely to transfer the money. But when I'm working with God, something that is so far beyond human consciousness even, right? Yeah. I can't striving for understanding is like shooting myself in the foot and expecting to run I can't do it I have to accept the knowledge that I am given Mm. and working towards any kind of an understanding can be fun which frankly it's a little masturbatory I mean it's for me it's not for God it's not serving God all I need knowledge of his move and in order to have that like i said i need to get out of the way and my mind working striving for understanding is getting in the way Mm. if i can let it go and just say okay this is the knowledge i have i am going to work through that knowledge into acceptance so that i can take an action then i'm out of god's way and I'm not spinning out in my brain. And my, my brain can be a dangerous neighborhood that you don't want to go into alone. Mm. So conversations like this add to my understanding without striving for understanding.
0: Yeah.
2: That makes sense?
0: That makes a lot of sense. Because you now take out the element of surprise where you put yourself under a condition that you don't know you're going to get out of. And instead of being stuck or being in that thought process of is it gonna work, is it not gonna work, you just do what you have now to I, do.
1: I would actually say it adds the element of surprise, not takes it out. Because if I understand then I'm not surprised. And I don't see God as clearly when I'm not a surprise. My favorite prayer is two words surprise me. Mm. because that lets me let go of the desire to understand Mm. if I say to God surprise me I don't get locked into any expectation of a result right and I used to pray with expectations of results I used to tell God what I wanted instead of ask God what do I need
2: Mm. provide
1: me my needs because you see them clearly and I don't and that surrender is absolutely the biblical cord to my higher power for me. Okay. That just laying down and saying, I don't understand, but I accept. That's when God's like, yes, you do. And now I can get to work. <laughs> <You know? laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. And that puts a lot of pressure. Um, I wouldn't say on him, but. It kind of invokes an emotion. It kind of invokes um, a, a spiritual connection, whereby you now the human, you now the expectant person, is looking forward to seeing it. You don't know when it's going to be coming, but because you know it's going to happen, you stay in the know-how. You stay in the yeah. in the element. You stay. Expectant. You know, when you're expectant for a baby, you stay ready. You stay doing the the right procedure. You don't say, "Oh, okay, I'm ready to go," and then tomorrow you you break your leg. It's not but
1: expectation. Though, it. I remain expectant without expectation because for me, any expectation is a premeditated resentment. If I expect anything, then. I- I demand it happens, and if it doesn't, it really throws me off my horse. It discombobulates me. But if I recognize that I'm starting to have expectations of results of what's going to happen, even in childbirth, if I expect a healthy baby to be delivered, what if that's not God's will? What if that's not what happens? Mm. Then I start getting mad at God because I expected something, and I resent God. Because of my expectations, it's on me, not God. Where if I go into labor and I say, God, may your will be done. Surprise me. And I go in with no expectations. Even if I deliver a stillbirth child, I don't resent God for it. I'm surprised and I've got grief to wrestle through. But I do it with God instead of pushing God away because he's disappointed me. Right?
0: Right right and that's when so, uh-huh keep going I'm listening to you his, I expect his voice I expect his
1: guidance but it's on me not him and yeah. that's I you know I I in my podcast I explain I actually have a pet name for God for like the whole not more than the Trinity all of it all that is greater than I I call Waldo as in where's Waldo mm. because That reminds me I've got to look for. No matter how chaotic the picture that is set in front of me, I know God is there in some form. Whether it's Jesus, whether it's Buddha, whether it's Krishna, whether it's nature, you know, whether it's Fibonacci spiral that I see in a sunflower or a shell. If I attribute all of that as fingerprints of God... Then I'm never alone. I'm never unwanted. I'm never unloved. I am always with a friend, a lover, someone who genuinely wants what's best for me, even if it hurts. Because one of the most important things I learned becoming a parent is that sometimes pain is required for protection, right? Mm. Taking our child in those first shots when they were an infant and... Seeing my baby scream in pain it hurt my heart. And if I needed understanding, I'm not sure I would have done it. I would have gone off the deep end and listened to human beings say, "Well, this causes autism, and don't do this, or do do this, or do... and read studies." I would have gone not so. I wouldn't. I would have brought me to that perfectionism, procrastination, paralysis. My kid may have never gotten his shots,
0: right. right?
1: But sitting there and watching that needle go in and knowing that I love my baby so much that I want to protect my child, and in order to do that, there's a moment of pain that they feel is humongous and everlasting, right? But yeah. I can see it from a different perspective. God is my mother and my father. must do this. Look at me and say, Oh, my child, I love you so much, but I need to protect you from something that's coming in your future, and this is going to hurt now. But trust me, mm. I can't rely on understanding in order to accept that.
0: That's a strong. And point. Isn't
1: that what faith is? It but is. Isn't that what faith is? Exactly.
0: It's the action of believing things not seen.
1: Exactly. And not even knowing for sure if you ever will see it. Right? It's complete trust and confidence. And when I start getting into my mind and my human brain for understanding, to support that confidence, I'm not having faith faith is not
0: knowing and still having trust and confidence 100% 100% that is the the best way to put it because I feel like when people have faith they also have doubts and that's what causes the faith to sink because you need to have faith as small as a mustard seed in order to see a tree grow And the only way to know that a tree can come out of this is by, you know, watering it, being present, you know, being active, being proactive, staying in the know-how and always asking questions. Even though your questions are not answered, you know that at some point the answer will come in full circle when you actually need it, not when you want it.
1: Well, I think that's why in scripture, Jesus loved Thomas. The doubts are, don't scare God. my God. Not the God of my understanding. He's not scared of anything. That's not his realm. That's not of God. Fear is not God. So whenever I doubt, my God is like, bring it on, sister. Work through it until you don't need to anymore, and then you can let it go, and we can snuggle again. Exactly. <laughs> you know? But he, he's not intimidated by my doubts. He encourages them. Because the more I question, even though I don't strive for understanding, the more I question, the more I am truly searching for an answer, right? Yeah. And if God is that answer, that's where I'm gonna get to. So at least I'm moving forward. I would rather move closer to God through doubting than indifference.
0: Exactly. I I agree. I think it's also like one of the the biggest things to consider when you have the the right mentality and the right focus in place, because you also need to be focused to have faith. And focus doesn't mean you're constantly thinking about it. It means that your your energy, what you're putting out to the world, what you're telling God, what your faith is, what you're reading, what you're seeing... How do all these things connect? Because if I say I'm going to miss an exit and then end up taking a U-turn, that longer route that you took could have been avoided if you stayed on the right lane because you didn't know any better to go to the left side. So you're trying to find out information about something that you're expectant about. It leads to frustration all the time. So there needs to be that sit down, think about... Pray about feeling that when you think through it, you can be able to come back full circle and say, okay, aha, uh-huh, this is why I was here in the first place. This is why I feel like this. This is why but I had to I go through this. But I don't
2: always get those
1: aha moments. I don't always get those answers. In your situation, they're about missing an exit. For instance, McCall 1.0 would have thrown a fit. And I would have been mad at me. I would have blamed myself. I wasn't thinking, God darn it, why didn't I? Blah, 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 blah. And totally been distracted from God, right? Not even included him in the equation. Made the U-turn aggressively, probably putting other people at risk as well as myself. Mm. And I may never know that I avoided an accident. That God helped me avoid an accident by missing that turn. I don't need an understanding. I need faith. I need to say, okay, I missed that turn. I'm not more powerful than God. If God wanted me to make that turn, I would have. No matter how distracted I was, my car would have turned, right?
0: Definitely. So that
1: must not have been what God wanted. Okay, God, surprise me. Now, before I even make the U-turn, my eyes are open to God's fingerprints around me, and I'm looking for Waldo in the situation. I notice somebody's hat that makes me smile, or I see somebody singing at the top of their lungs in their car, which to me is worship, whether they're singing Dr. Dre or Christian songs. (laughs) Singing out loud in your car is worship. That is raising your voice to God. So if I If I am pissed off that I missed my exit and making a U-turn, I don't see that person. But if I say, okay, surprise me, God. I'm present. I'm here.
0: Exactly. it wasn't
1: me, I didn't miss the turn. You allowed it to happen, so there's got to be a reason. Even if I don't see it, let me go on a scavenger hunt and try to find it.
0: Exactly.
1: Then I'm present, and God can work through me. That's what I was saying about keeping my head above my feet and forcing my heart in between I don't want to leave myself with my heart. Mm. I want God to leave my heart. Right? right? My heart gets me into messy situations and relationships and employment and all sorts of craziness.
2: Mm. But
1: if I keep my head above my feet and my heart in between, God can move through me. And His heart leads, her heart leads, whatever.
0: Right. Exactly, and that's when you start to actually enjoy the benefits of waiting.
1: Exactly. That's when surprise me brings colors to my world that I wouldn't have gotten a chance to see. It just this black and white when it's my menu that I'm ordering off of. God adds all these things to my menu, and suddenly I'm sitting at Barney's Beanery with four pages of things to order from. Exactly. I still have free will, I still get to choose my menu item. But by talking things through with other people, they add their possibilities, not necessarily advice, but options for moving forward through a problem.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And God can work through other people. So I am trying to foster true, vulnerable, honest relationships with everyone. I call everyone friend. When I get in a taxi or a lift or whatever, I say, hey, friend, because any stranger is a friend I don't know. Even if I don't like them, they're still my brother or sister. We are still all going through this thing called life together. Fact. And there could be something that God uses them to teach them.
0: That's true. It could be anything. It could even be like just learning how to close something, how to fix something, how to cook something, how to try something for the first time, how to get out your head, how to be motivated. Some people just needed that extra push to just, you know, waterfall. So it could be anything that could lead to the next big thing. But if you miss that little step, you miss the whole step. I agree. That's amazing. I I just love how the concepts you drive and, you know, put together together come full circle when you think about everything that you do. And I hope as you're also listening to this podcast, you're also in tune with yourself, in tune with your mind, because there's so many things that can go in your mind. They say, Google it, men and women think about in thousands in a day. You know, thoughts, processes keep flying off, of course, over your head. But at the end of the day, what you want to stick will count. And if it's negative, trust me, you will get it 10 times worse. If it's positive, you'll get it 10 times better because you put in your energy. You can only push yourself to your own limit. And if you add the God complex, if you add, you know, God into it, if you pray about it, if you have the spirit, you know, if you're able to conceive the knowledge, if you're able to, you know, discern information, even if it's the little things like, oh, this is nine ninety nine, you will know that, is this what I want for myself right now? Is this going to benefit me spiritually, mentally, physically? Is it going to come back? If it's not, and your gut is telling you that, you have every right to say no. Because at the end of the day, for every action, there's a reaction. For every consequence, there is there's something. There is always going to be a, a, a cause, a reaction, and an effect. And you are the one that needs to know how to get affected by that or get affected by that. Because I would say like this, life happens to you 10% and how you react to it is 90%. And that's literally the bottom line of, of the message because if you can be able to Get yourself out of that zone, out of that element. Grow, become one with yourself, and understand why you're doing the things you are. Then it gets clear for you, and it gets clear for the next person. Because I can't teach you and say, "Hey, turn right. That's where the address is." If you turn right and you don't see the address, you're gonna make me look bad, and I'm gonna make you even look worse. Because you trusted me. But if you now give me what you have and say it with confidence. And have faith that when I get there this is what I'm to expect or probably even expect better then you are literally opening Pandora's box and you're also giving yourself a reason to become in tune with the experience you're having and not out of body experience
1: I totally agree, and I'd love to share with you and your listeners an old Cherokee tale that has really helped me in that moment before I make the U turn and after I missed my exit. Okay. This old Cherokee tale is about an elder who explains to his grandson that we both have that we all have two wolves battling inside of us, fighting always. There's the black wolf and the white wolf. The question he asks is, which one will win? And the answer is a simple one, as they often are, the one you feed. Mm. So, to me, it doesn't matter what I call God. If I recognize the white dog and the black black dog, and that they're battling inside of me, and I recognize that, that pause before I make a U-turn, and I say, how do I feed the white dog in this moment? That's what informs my next choice. When in doubt... Check in, you know? Yeah. Take pause, check in with my internal struggle and feed the white dog.
0: There you go. There you go. Feed what what you want to feed because that's the light that you're gonna possess at the end of the day. Whether it's dark light or bright light, that light is gonna shine bright.
1: And it's gonna affect other people. And that's why I want to be the the most reflective service the god of my understanding to work through me and
0: affect other people. Yeah. Exactly. This is this is a great this is a great great topic and we can keep going on and on because it makes you want to know more and the more you know the more you want to become one with. So I'm I'm really really excited and I'm I'm grateful for this opportunity to even be speaking with you and Um, I want people to also know and find out from you where they can find you other than the podcast. If you have any other initiatives that you want to share, feel free to let us know.
2: I don't know about
1: initiatives, but if you want to reach out to me, uh, you can reach me at my email address, which is waldolovesme at gmail.com. And you can find the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts. Just search Unboxing God. I also have a Facebook page for Unboxing God where I regularly ask for listener uh, participation. I ask people to call in and leave voicemail messages about their experience with a higher power. Mm. Um, Whether it's names right now I'm working on an episode on what is church. What is a place of worship? And how do we define that through different religions and different spiritual journeys? And how do we create that place once we understand what it is? Yeah. So I invite listeners to call in, leave messages, send me emails, ask questions. I want to to invoke a community of people who are open to vulnerable conversations such as this. Because that's where I grow.
0: That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I know that when you think about all these things and you live every day of your life, regardless of the situation you're in, like everybody is right now, just know that you will survive. This too shall pass. There's no, like, let me even put it like this. There is no problem that I've seen that has been a permanent problem ever, ever, So when you find that there's a problem, know there's a solution. It may take a while, but just keep hanging in there because through that pain, through that process, through that failure, there's something you're supposed to learn from it. If you weren't supposed to learn anything from it, you wouldn't be there right now. So it saves you for the bigger problem because people always say it could be worse. It could be worse. You never know what that worse could be. It could be anything. But the moment you're in that position of that worse situation, just appreciate it because you know that out of it is going to come amazing abundance of positive light and just great success because it's happened to everybody you'd be crying today and then tomorrow you'd be laughing babies do that you know you'd be crying because they don't want you know the mother said i don't you you can't have candy and then tomorrow they're laughing because they're you know they got their christmas gift it it could be anything so you have to always know that there is a reason for everything under the sun and nothing under the sun is new it's all there it's for you to grab it it's for you to take it it's for you to hone it and it's for you to understand it and once you understand it you can become whole and that's when you can start to see the benefits because you took the time and the patience to believe
1: And I
0: encourage people to try my little simple
1: two-word prayer of surprise. I'm going to try it, too.
0: Excellent. I'm going to try it, too, definitely, for sure. This this has been an amazing um, key episode segment to the aspiring global entrepreneurs, and we have a lot that we want to put out for you. And this particular call is one of those episodes that, you can't afford to miss you you have to rewind this you have to keep playing this you have to understand what your purpose is and reach out to us you know reach out to any of us type out we don't play tap out unboxing god we are here for you like that's 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 the whole point of doing podcasts is because sometimes we may not reach out to you in person or at your earliest convenience But we'll always be there because we know that there's information out there that needs to be shared. So thank you so much for coming on this podcast episode with me today.
1: Thank you. It's been a total honor.
0: You're most welcome. Take care. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.
1: You too, my friend. Keep exploring.
0: Keep exploring, Waldo. (laughs) Thank you so much. This has been an amazing segment, and I am gassed. I am so excited for all the information that we've heard today. And please, 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 please do not forget that you are in control of your destiny. God is in control of your life. But at the end of the day, you need to have your potential plan in his hands so that he can do everything that you need for yourself. So before I go, check out the link in the description because there's so much that I want to tell you guys about the online course, sign up for it. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's make it happen. The online course, business and branding pro tips is on submarine is out now on all digital platforms. Check out and God on all Apple podcasts, Spotify podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, wherever you are listening and tuned in. Thank you so much for reaching this point. And it's my cue to go. And I'm looking forward to the next episode. Peace out.